Okay, okay. Yes, that's right. I can Welcome see- to Launching Life at 60, a podcast aimed at women and men embarking on a big transition in their life to follow their passion and their heart's desires. I'm Nobuko, your host, who's doing precisely that at 63, of trying to become an inspirational A-level economics teacher after a career in journalism and banking. My guest today is Daphne Self. At 63, she's the oldest active fashion model in the world, and she's in Guinness, well, Guinness Book World Records. And she had her first break at 70 when she appeared in British Vogue. Since then, she's traveled all over the world, working with top photographers, the likes of Mario Testino and Nick Knight, and still loving what she does, and with no, with no plans for retirement. Daphne, it's truly a great privilege to have you on my show. Welcome. <laughs> it's good fun. It's good fun. Yes. Keep you. You really are an inspiration to, to women of all ages. And, um, you know, you look elegant, stylish, and yet, and, and what striking me most is your zest for life. Where does that come from? Well, I think my parents uh, did that to me. Uh, they taught me that you should always be curious and look look around you and take opportunities and you know don't just sit on your bottom and stay at home just get out and about and meet people and learn things and do all that yes so I think my parents were like that yes because they were pretty yes and yet you went into a rather unusual profession of fashion modeling that's a bit different that's kind of a that's unusual isn't it I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Most of my, my, my family are all like that, and they all went out and did things, and yeah, yes. Why do you choose modelling? And tell us, talk us through your journey of starting as a model at 21 and um, hitting the pages of Vogue 50 years later. Yes. It's a long was, journey, but... Uh... Well, what happened was, when I left school, I was mad on horses, and all I wanted to do was work with horses. So um, my headmistress at school tried all sorts of things. She tried me on massage and well, Swedish massage and aromatherapy and all sorts of things that the other girls were all doing when they left school. But no, I wanted to work with horses. So in the end, I was allowed to do that. And I went, Mummy said, well, you've got to do it properly if you're going to do it before. So I went to um, a college called, uh, well, actually it was in Sussex, but it was to train to be a teacher of riding and to learn about horses. So it's called the, the, um, the, the heading was the Institute of the Horse. And now it's called the British Sports Society, British Horse Society now. But you had to do a six-month course and pass an exam on how to train young horses, some knowledge of veterinary, um, and obviously 
how to teach people to ride. Uh, and not much, a little bit of dressage and things like that, so you knew what to do. Uh, but I didn't actually go into dressage. But that's what I did for six months. And then I stayed on at the school and worked for the son of the proprietor, who was a show jumper. Yes. So I also learned how to show jump and uh, do things like that. I didn't have an awful lot of chance of riding at that stage, mm -hmm. but um, I certainly learned what to do so that when I was able to have uh, other people's horses to ride, I could do it. <clears throat> and I, I then got a job uh, with a, a girl who'd been on the course with me. She had um, a, a house in Essex, a, a farm in Essex, and her father uh, gave us a whole uh, range of stables and so we started our own riding school there. And that was very good fun because it was a lot of hard work. You started your own riding school <laughs> with your friends. And how old were you, if I may ask? 19. Okay. Yeah, about 19. And we, we, we of course, went hunting uh, most weeks. And we went to all the shows and took our horses. We bought horses from Ireland. And we had a Sunday morning ride for all the local people. And uh, we went to everything and showed the horses. Um, I showed hunters and riding horses. And, and we did a few gymkhanas and learned to do all those games that you do and everything. In fact, we had a very good time, just a few years. Uh, the only thing was that I was a paid servant. I worked for uh, this girl, Anne, uh, so that although she could ride in point-to-point -point races, I couldn't. In those days, if you were a paid servant, you couldn't do that. However, I did most of the preparation and things like that, so it was very good fun. Which um, part of England was this? In Essex, in okay. Brains, in Essex. And we used to hunt with the East Essex and the um, sometimes the, I can't remember the other one, but, and then of course, when I came home, which was in Berkshire, mm -hmm. I used to hunt with the Garth, which was the one there. And also the staff college at Arborfield had a drag hunt, which was just, you know, with the scent of a fox, and no, no fox. So uh, that was very good fun, and we used to. That was very fast, of course, because it was. A, so you um, regularly went hunting, at least once a week. You were hunting at least once a week. Uh, not always once a week, but quite regularly. Yeah. When we could, really. Yeah. When we didn't have other things to do. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> We had a lovely time, but um, then I think I got offered another job back yes. with the people I had trained with to look after his show jumpers yes. and go uh, to shows and he would get me a horse that I could ride. And I thought, well, that sounds good. So I left the riding stable and went back to Sussex 
But unfortunately, the horse never appeared and I ended up driving the tractor. Yes. So I didn't think this was quite good. Yes. So I thought, oh, I think I'll go home and get another job, look up in Horse and Hound and see if I can find another job. Yes. Well, at that moment, I couldn't find anything suitable. Uh, so mummy said, well, you, you've got to sort of earn some money and, you know, do your, pay for your keep. So I said, okay. And she said, my friend works in Healers of Reading, which is now John Lewis, or was. Okay. I'm not sure if it's still around. In um, Reading, okay. And so she said, you better just do a bit of working in the store, in the shop. So... I was tall and I was um, energetic and they put me in the fashion department, yes. which seemed a bit odd. However, it, it was okay. And, and then they had a fashion show and a lot of models came down from London and I, uh, uh, I had a look at those and, and they said, we're one short, would you like to do something yourself? And I said, Oh, okay. Um, so I made a bit of an effort. And then they said, well, why don't you come to our agency and learn how to be a model? Yes. Um, because it's, you know, it's a good fun job. Yeah. That's what I did. And mummy thought that was a lot better than being kicked about by horses. And, you know, I'd already broken my collarbone and had kicks on the head and all sorts of things. So she thought that was much better than horses. But of course, I, I did go up to London and I stayed with my aunt who had a flat in Chelsea. Yep. And I did my three weeks uh, school at modelling. Wow. You had to go to school in those days. Which school did you go to? And, uh, and then I joined the school, which the agency that the school had, yeah. which called Gabby Young, and that was quite well known. It was parallel to Lucy Clayton. Oh, Lucy Clayton, yes, I know, yeah. And um, I got all sorts of jobs, but of course I rushed home at weekends and rode horses. <laughs> I did everything. So you and lived in Chelsea, you yeah. modelled during the week, and yeah. you went home to horse ride. Yeah. That's a kind of very much a kind of English... Uh, yeah, yeah. upper-class life, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was really good. And uh, I was lucky to have a little flat there. Yeah. And, um, well, that's what I did for several years. And then uh, when you were modelling, you, you went to big stores yes. and did shows, which we don't get now, of course. And, and then um, I got snapped up by Berkatex and Danny Mac, who made uh, raincoats and Berkatex made dresses and things. And I used to go round various stores yes. uh, as Miss Berkatex or Miss Danny Mac, uh, showing the clothes for sort of three days a week, wow. uh, walking around the restaurant, showing the people at coffee time or tea time, you know. That was really good fun, yes. So I like talking to people. <laughs> and uh, I did that for years. But in, in the meantime, uh, I left the agency 
Yes. Um, and because uh, I got, we, as a model, the agency were asked to provide a backup to the dancers at a New Year's Eve party at the Cumberland Hotel in Marble Arch. Okay. Choreographer, who was a very famous one in those days called Buddy Bradley. Yeah. He said, hmm, I think you ought to come up to my school and learn to dance and um, join, join in with my girls. I said, well... I was very flexible. I've always been very flexible. Yes. So a week of doing dancing was quite a shock. So but you learned I, another skill. Yeah. I got through it and um, in, enjoyed it, really. And Buddy said, well, I think if you can come to all the classes you can, I know you have to work, you know, you have to earn your living as well. Yeah. Had to do the modeling as well. Yeah. Uh, but evenings, I went and learned how to dance. And I learned, had a ballet training. Yeah. I did modern dance. I did tap and modern and all sorts of things. And that's quite intensive, I think. Oh, yes. Yes, very. And I, I got quite good, really, but good enough, not brilliant, you know, because at, at 20, I'm not going to start being a ballerina. Okay. But I did learn ballet. Sure. And um, I got sort of good enough, but also I could sew. I've always made my own clothes. My mother made all mine, and then I made all my children's and mine as well. So um, I, I, did, I joined the company because I could sew the costumes. So I got in like that, really, rather so than... You are costume, you are seamstress as well as a dancer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm, yeah. As I say, I've always made my clothes um, for special occasions, not everyday ones so much, but always special occasion things because I couldn't afford to buy anything gorgeous. You know, I had to but, make it. But you got free clothes modeling, didn't you? No, not much. No, not then. <laughs> no. I mean, I've occasionally had a few, but they never quite what I want and my daughters and I my daughters both sew and one is a designer anyway but um, they uh, we always used to go to Ascot races every year mm -hmm. and we would always make our own outfits for that we'd go as a threesome dressed okay. along and that was always quite fun because the people thought that was funny you know yeah, it was really good. And as I say, we went to Ascot for years, for long, and even their children came too eventually. <laughs> yes. But you won a competition, didn't you, as a model when you were 21? I thought that's how you were discovered. Did I get it wrong? Well, um, yeah, yeah, well, I was... When I was doing the modelling, yes. I was asked to, I was doing extra work for films as well by yes. then. And I was asked to um, do a show, Wood Green Empire yes. show was used as a television studio in the early 50s. And I 
was there and somebody said, I think you ought to be an extra. So I joined extra agencies. Yes. And then, um, I can't remember what exactly I did, but, uh, oh yes, I, I was asked to do a show yeah. for a big designer, whose name I can't remember, at the um, Down Brick Lane. What's the place Down Brick Lane? Anyway, uh, and that show was the scout for Models One. Oh. And they put me on. Oh, yes, I did a, a shoot for Vogue. Yes. For, uh, for Hossein Shalian, which was a lovely dress. No but knickers. that was in your 70s. Right? That, was, that was during your that, 70s. That, that was the later one, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind. Like no. <laughs> no, that's quite all right. I mean, we'd like to well, we'd like to know a little bit more about your younger days first before we yes, get to the big point. Brick Lane show was um, just a normal fashion show, okay. but I made the good friends along the route. Yes, and, you know they they got me going and gave me various things to do, and of course I I was useful in television also wearing the clothes and things when I was quite young, yeah. Okay. Um, but I didn't so much win a competition. It was only when I got to 70 that I got spotted, really. Mm. Okay. Then before mm. we get to fast forward to 70, can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about what happened? Uh, when well, you're modelling and yeah. uh, you got I married. Did a show at Brook Lane. Yes. I, was, I can't remember the designer. Anyway, uh, I'm doing a show at Brook Lane, Brick Lane, and uh, and then they said, "Oh, um, uh, I think you ought to go to Vogue and see if they would like you mm -hmm. to do uh, uh, modelling for Vogue mm -hmm. for a page of Vogue," and that's how. When I did the shoot for Vogue, mm -hmm. that I got spotted by Models One. Yeah. And that's when I got picked up by them. And I was doing the extra work then as well. Mm -hmm. And everybody said, oh, we all talk amongst ourselves. You know how you do. They said, well, I got picked up once and dropped rather quickly. So I thought, well, I'll do it for this little while yeah. and see how it goes. Yeah. Well, of course. It went rather well. Yeah. So when you were when you were picked up by Models One and the Vogue, yeah. how old were you? Seventy. Seventy. Yeah. And um, can can, I, can we just go back to your your younger days? Where you started modelling and you worked as an extra. And yes. uh, but in. So you are doing a bit of modeling, doing extra, and you are doing a bit of dancing as well. Yes, 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 yes. A lot of what I call, uh, not ballroom exactly, but, you know, minuets and things for period films, that sort of stuff. Oh, I see. Yeah. In, the, in the background, kind of in the, in the yes. background, yes. you might be yes. doing a minuet in yes. the background. Yes. I yes. see. What was that yes. like? What was that yes. like? Enjoy that. And, of course, you go to all the stately homes in this part of the it's lovely. <laughs> Did you prefer I, that to modelling at that at that time? I wasn't doing so much modelling then. No. Okay. I was, as I say, the the walking around the restaurants in Berkatex and Danny yeah, yeah. But that was about it. Yes. 
Yes. Not um, what I fashion modeling. No. Okay. <laughs> and so you well, I've never been, I can't, I'm not a couture model because I was never tall enough. You have to be, well, I was only five, seven and a half. That's and tall, by your, tall. By in those days, wasn't it? You have to be at least five, 10 or 11 okay. to get anywhere, yes. <laughs> but you have a very good, in fact, lovely bone, bone structure. You have very small yes. head, small head. I noticed that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And big shoulders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Very good coat hanger. Makes sense of humor. Yeah. So it was while you were working as an extra, as yes. a dancer, that you met your husband, who was yes. a TV yes. technician, you said. Yes. Well, while I was doing the dancing, my original, oh, this is just a big story, really. Um, my original photographer was Gilbert Adams. Okay. Now, I was living in Wokingham and worked in Healers of Reading just after the horses. Yes. There was a competition in the store there for a cover girl for the local county magazine. Yes. So we all went along to yeah. see one of us could get it, yes. and I got it. You got it. But the photographer was Gilbert Adams, yeah. and he was living in near Reading. Mm -hmm. But the thing was, my parents had lived near Reading mm -hmm. when I was two, mm -hmm. and they knew the photographer yeah. from being, they were all in the local opera society. Okay. So when I went home to mummy and said Gilbert Adams had picked me out for a photograph, she said, oh, my goodness me, she said. They used to know each other really well. My parents had all been with the Adamses in, in the 20s. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of a small world. world. And how did you meet your husband? Well, Gilbert ended up taking a lot of photographs for me. Okay. Uh, I used to help him at shoots and things like that as well. Yeah. And then I joined the dance company in Covent Garden with this choreographer called Buddy Bradley. Mm -hmm. And um, one evening, Gilbert came up and said, I've got to go and take photographs of Festival Ballet. Yeah, yeah. So want to come and help me write down the names and, you know, be a bit helpful. Yes. So I said, oh, fine, you know. And at the ballet company, which was at the Coliseum in, yes. uh, well, it's gone now. It, well, it's still... It, it's become an English National Opera. Yeah, yeah. I... Um, Festival Ballet was there. And my husband was doing the lighting. Yeah. Festival Ballet. Yes. And after the show, we all went out together for drinks at the Buxton Club in the Haymarket, which is very well known. Okay. Started by Jerry Campion, who mm -hmm. used to play, um, you know, the fat boy in yes. the, um, oh, what's it? I can't remember the, that's right. the book. Anyway, uh, yes. So that's how I met Jim. Mm -hmm. And your husband he did something amazing. Uh, either he was with Natalie Sarabai, a dance 
company, Indian Dance Company. He went off and did that. And then he did Berkshire Mills' Circus and uh, he was doing all sorts of things. But then, as I say, I met up with him again at various do's mm. and sort of, you know, liked each other. <laughs> and you fell in love, okay. Actually, we got together. Yes, that's right. And you got um, married rather quickly, or was that long courtship? Well, quite long, really, about a couple of years, because we kept working, you know, yes. in between, uh, you know, we, nobody could afford to not work. Yeah. So we're always busy doing something. And his mother um, was also had been a ballet dancer, so that was quite interesting. Mm. And she had been a baby ballerina with the Sutter's Wells? I can't remember. Okay. No, no, long before that. Long uh, before that, okay. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of them now. And after marriage, you had three children. Did you keep oh, working? Well, I got married, and then I thought, in my day, you didn't work when you got married. That was it, you know. I see. Um, so I didn't expect to work again. But I had my three children, which was lovely. And we settled in Hertfordshire because by then Jim had joined ATV when it began um, commercial television. So ATV, was, okay. ATV. Okay. It's now central television. Okay. And uh, so he, he had his job and mm -hmm. I was looking after the children. But then um, one of his friends, uh, I'd been to some do or other, he said, oh, oh do come and be an extra yes. on one of the shows at um, um, Wood Green Empire, which was then a studio. Yes. For uh, Arthur Haynes' show. Yeah. So I went along there and um, I met the other girls who were doing extra work and they said oh come on why don't you join the agencies that we belong to and um, it's it's good you know you can earn some money and it's not every day mm -hmm. and so I did and you have to have several agents for extra work because there's not a lot of work yeah. uh, I did quite well and as I say it was a nice escape from the family sure, <laughs> I, sure. I did that for ages and because we had an old car, they used that in uh, various shows and police shows and things. And so I we used to drive my car. <laughs> it was a huge, great Rover 14. And um, did, you, did you have help for your babies, for your children? I did have an au pair. Yeah. And I also had a girl uh, in Hertfordshire who was... Um, needing a job, you know, and things like that. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So you worked as an extra. You you are mum, bringing up three children. Yeah. Yeah. And working yeah. most of the time, were you? Yes, that's right. Yes, I didn't work an awful lot then, but I it as soon as the children got older and sort of went away or yeah, or things, I I did a bit more. And um, were you dancing a lot as an extra? Did quite a bit, yes, I did, yes. Mm -hmm. And I was also riding uh, for modeling too, because A, I could ride. Yes. So I did one or two things like that. I, I was remember I had a job 
to ride for Kellogg's cornflakes. Yes. And we were going to gallop across um, Wimbledon Common. Yes. Yes. In London, yeah. I I was given the horse, that was fine. Uh, And I had a teenage daughter with me. So not mine, somebody else's. And um, she said she could ride. Oh, dear. No. She (laughs) couldn't ride. So that was very dangerous. So I said, you just cling on to the horse and I will guide it for you. So I, you know, literally had to take the horse by the bridle. You know, over and here. You, you galloped across and the Wimbledon Common. Yeah. Mm. Very hair raising. Yeah, yes. and she managed to cling on to the horse. Yes, she managed to not fall off. Right. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, that was one job. And then another one. Um, I had a lovely job, not that uh, long ago, really. Well, quite a long time ago now, yes. Uh, but we had to go down to a polo club hmm. in Berkshire and I had to ride a polo pony carrying a cup of tea. Now there's a bit of <laughs> tea. Yes. I mean, I was fine. The tea wasn't in the cup. Okay. So it was, you know. Did you have a saucer uh, as well? Hmm? Did you have a saucer and the cup? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. yes. Thing. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that was very good fun. And the, uh, that, that was a very good job. I enjoyed that because one of the other girls was from the model agency too. So it was her, her friend Stud. So that was, you know, quite interesting. And this commercial was for Kellogg as well or, or another product? Hmm? Sorry. What, what, what was this commercial for? What was it advertising uh, for? Kellogg again? No, no, that wasn't Kellogg's. That was... I, was it for probably tea? tea <laughs> yes, probably. Probably it was for tea company. PG tips, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But I remember advertising um, clothes for um, Laurent. Um, what's his name? Laurent, you know. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Up in Scotland, we yeah. went lovely going up Scotland, right? Yes. And uh, I had a nice horse up there. But the thing was, I had to wear these very tight britches. Yes. And it, I couldn't even get up into the Land Rover without being <laughs> pulled. Oh, dear, that was fun. But that was a very good fun day, too. Yeah. That was also that was an advert. Of course, um, Yes, I haven't used my riding skills as much as I might have done, but I I did use them a bit. Yeah. Wow, so you're very versatile. Well, you have to be. If you want to be an extra, you've got to do everything. And you've got to have a huge wardrobe because you have to wear your own clothes. Well, the tight breeches, well, they're yours. You get the better jobs if you've got a good wardrobe. Well, those tight breeches, well, they're yours. No, 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 Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren, okay, right. He's famous for equestrian clothes, yes. (laughs) Did they give you the breeches? No, no. (laughs) Uh, I've never kept anything much. 
Um, once or twice I bought something, but not very often. They're too expensive most of the time. <laughs> and did you make your children's clothes? Yes, well? yes. I mean, not everything, yeah. but you do make quite a few, um, as I say, party dresses and fancy dress. And Oh, yes, Rose went, was it? No, Claire went as a Christmas tree once. I remember. <laughs> you, you, you made her Christmas tree dress? Oh, what a mum you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, well, I also, when I was pregnant with one of them, um, I sewed costumes for Howard and Wyndham pantomime. Wow. And that was very good, interesting, fun to do at the Palladium, yes. Has anyone yeah. ever asked you to make clothes for them? No, no, you were given uh, what was already half sort of cut out or something, okay. you know. Mm. I remember having to sew... Um, dye ping pong balls to look like holly berries on a huge Christmas tree. So I had all these things hanging up in the bathroom, painted red. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. So you worked as an extra, you know, mm. ad, ad, modelling for uh, advertisements, and you you uh, you rose, um, you, you brought up three children, making clothes for them, making clothes for their party clothes. Parties mm. and pantomime. Well, that's great. And they've gone on to do exactly the same. And I, Rose, of course, has gone a step further and become a designer. Rose is your, so your daughter. She, she makes wedding dresses now, but usually period ones. Of course, there's not much going on at the moment. Mm. Rose is your daughter, right? Yes, yes. yes she's okay. my daughter. Uh, okay. Claire does so. But she became a businesswoman more. Okay. Mark went off to Japan and everywhere and did a lot of exploring and working for banks and things and definitely into all that sort of thing. Mm. <laughs> and um, then your husband uh, became rather ill. Yes. So you right. took four years off to care I, for him. Today is the day. <laughs> yeah. He passed away. Yeah, 27th he died. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. April 27th, 97. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm. And how well, old was... We had a good time while he was alive and he just keeled over quite quickly. So that was, in a way, a blessing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But you were his carer. I was, yes. Yes. The only yes. carer? Yes, yes. For four years? Yes, more or less. But he, uh, was, he wasn't that ill. He did go to London yeah. occasionally to have his meetings and things. Yeah. Uh, but having had a stroke, yeah. he was a bit sort of strange, you know. Yeah, but it's a huge responsibility. Always. <laughs> yeah. And it was after your husband passed away, in yes. fact, two months after your husband passed away, that London Fashion Week approached you mm. and asked you to be on a runway for Red or Dead, a label called Red oh, or yeah. Dead. Uh, yes, that's right. How did yeah. that happen? How did they find you, actually? Uh, well, as I say, I think it was when I did that show at 
uh, Brick Lane. Yes. Just an ordinary fashion show. Yes. Um, they picked me up then. Or yeah. I don't think it was through an agent. It might have been. I can't yeah. remember. But anyway, you are 70 or 69 or 70 when your husband I passed was. away? I was, yes. 70 when your husband passed away. Yes. Then suddenly you got a call saying, um, yes. come yeah. on, come on, come yeah, on. To keep busy, because that's the best thing to do. You know, you can't just sit at home and mope. You've got to keep going. Yes. As Philip would say. <laughs> and um, I, I did just that. And it, Paid off, you know, really well. I was always busy. Mm. But when the phone rang and got the invitation, um, how did it feel? Well, we've got a big gap in your life, haven't you? You know, yes. it's not. But uh, the, as I say, the children were good and they were all busy doing something, thank goodness. Uh, and I have a lot of friends, I belong to lots of societies and things and I had my extra work um so you know there was no time for moping no so you jumped at it yeah and mm. um, probably that was the biggest um fashion show you'd ever been in your life wasn't it at the age well, of 70 I've done a lot of fashion shows before mm -hmm. uh, when I was uh, first with um um Oh, what was her name? The one I joined in when I was twenty. Mm -hmm. yeah. I did. A, we used to go around doing more shows than we do now, actually, at big stores. But London Fashion Week is in Earl's Court, isn't it? It's in a big. I, big... Well, I, I hardly ever did that. I've only done it once or twice, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've not been a, a, a couture model, no. But I have done a lot of fashion shows, yes. Sure, sure, sure. But what was a red or dead, that label for a London Fashion Week? Yes. Was that a big show or was it a small show? Oh, no, it was a quite a big show, yeah. 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 Mm, mm. Um, I can't remember what I... Yes, I, I can't remember what I were for that. But yes, that, that was a bigger one, yes. I used to enjoy doing shows. I liked prancing about on the couch. <laughs> there's, a, there's a picture of you, grey-haired, in a beautiful uh, chignon, wearing a sleeveless, mauve, full-length dress. And you look quite regal in it. Very elegant. Oh, yes. Now, Ch Chantal was telling me yesterday yes. that some designer has just died. Yes. And I think it was his dress that I was wearing, but I can't remember. But it's a beautiful dress, and you look, you look like queen, you know, regal. Well, I've had some lovely dresses to wear, I must say, yeah. And you have amazing presence. Mm. That was on the, that was for the runway, I wonder, or was it for the, yeah, you were on the runway, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, so, and, and after London Fashion Week, Vogue asked you to, um, to appear in their magazine. So how... Well, only, the, only the once. I've only ever been in... Well, I think I... Well, I've been in it with my grandchildren or something. <laughs> I've never been um, Vogue favourite, no. But you, had, you still had that big break I when you were 70. Yes, I had the one. Yeah, can you tell me a little bit about that shoot? 
Well, that was the Hussein Shalian red dress. Um, it was, well, you couldn't wear any underwear on it, shall we say. That was the interesting part. You had to have no ridges. <laughs> so that was very good fun. Mm. Because the dress was too hugging. Yes. <laughs> it was very nice. Yes. Very good. And, oh, and the famous hairdresser did my hair. And I, I've come across him several times. I can't remember his name now. But I did a shoot for charity in Ireland. Yes. And he was doing that too. I remember seeing him again there for charity in Dublin. We, we went to some do. Mm. I see. Yeah. Yes, that was good. I, I like going to Ireland. Yeah. But why did, the, the, why did Vogue ask you for that particular shoot? Oof. Well, because I was so old, I think. <laughs> because I was a curiosity at that point. <laughs> no, but you are, you are in this lovely designer clothes, you know, and with no underwear on. Yeah. I kept my figure. Yes. I kept my joie de vivre, shall we say. And uh, people like working with me. That's fabulous. So I'm very lucky. And that opened the doors for many, many opportunities. Yes, yes, quite a few. Yes, I did yeah. several. And of course, Models One uh, yeah. were very good and found me all sorts of things. They they very good agency. Yeah, that, that's the top agency in Covent Garden, isn't it? I've been all over the world. I've been to New York, San Francisco. I've been to um, South Africa. I've been to Marrakesh. I've been to Japan and Tokyo and all that. And... Where do you live? Where do I live? Yeah. I live in London, but I'm originally from Japan. From where? Japan, from Tokyo. Oh, Tokyo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've moved to London. Quite a few places in Japan, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Osaka and um, various places, yes. And mm. did they ever put on a kimono on you? Oh, yes. Really? Yeah. I've got one at home, but it's not its not a proper one. I, well, I'm, yes, I've got one and an obi. <laughs> oh, you got dressed in a kimono with obi? Yeah. Did you do a photo yeah. shoot? In no, I've never done a shoot with one, no. I, I, was, I did buy one, uh, which I wear occasionally, yeah. Mm. Oh. And I've seen you in some of the lovely, lovely designer clothes. I've seen a photograph of you in Louis Vuitton, lovely kind of uh, high neck, black leather Louis Vuitton. Oh, and yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. That's good. Yes, yes. Leather's not really my thing, but I have worn those. Yes. But you've got <laughs> such a long neck. So hmm. <laughs> have you got any favorite designers or have you... Is there any favourite shoot that that that, that you remember? <laughs> They're all the favourites at the moment, aren't they? You know what I mean? When you do it, that's the favourite. <laughs> because I don't buy designer clothes. I have bought one or two that I've been wearing occasionally. Yeah. 
but I've only got about two or three. Yeah. Joking. I don't really wear them much. I, I, I'd rather wear something that I'm sort of happy with and comfy, you know. Oh, you didn't like that Louis Vuitton leather? <laughs> Sorry? You didn't like that Louis Vuitton leather, the black leather? Oh, well, I've got leather, yes, but uh, I don't wear it that often. Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and you've, um, you, you've, um, you've worked with Mario Testino, who was yes, Princess yes. Diana's favourite photographer. Yes. I like his work a lot. Yes, he's good. Yeah, he's yeah. And they're all lovely to work for because they know what they're doing, you know. I do like people who know their job and that makes life a lot easier because I know mine and they know theirs and so we all get on very well. Mm. But fashion industry's got a, such a kind of a cutthroat, you know, not a very friendly environment, is it? It's very, it's very competitive. It's very people with sharp elbows, isn't it? And oh, for... yes, I suppose it could be, but I've never had problems. Um, um, well, you, you know, I just got my slot because I'm unusual. Um, I don't have a problem. And so if you don't get a job, so what? Go on to the next one. You yes. know, lots, lots of things don't happen when you hope they will, but... So, as I say, get on with it. <laughs> okay. Who is it? Charles Altman, the director, film director. He said, get on with it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I've been very impressed by your kind of um, very steely determination or, or your positive thinking, should I say? Yes. Yeah. Be a positive thinker. My parents were too, yes. I think that's where I get it from. And of course, was I was because I was an only child, yeah. I'm by myself, mm -hmm. so that doesn't bother me. And and also you have to defend for yourself, literally, you know. So it's okay. But um, I mean a lot of people, especially in a world like fashion, you want to be liked by everyone. Don't you? Well, I think a lot of people do. And you can be pandering. No, I want to be like me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever worked with a difficult photographer? Um, Trying to make you things that you didn't want to do? David Bailey wasn't terribly kind. I think I got him on a bad day. <laughs> and uh, he was okay, but not my favourite. <laughs> Why not? He's, he, he's I, don't know. I think he had a had a bad night. <laughs> How did that show itself? He was a bit grumpy. <laughs> um, what is your beauty uh, regimen? Because um, you said that um, basically you believe that you believe in natural beauty, don't you? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. then I love having a a makeup session and doing all that as well. Yes. I mean, we've had to do some very curious makeups, you know, especially in the 50s and 60s, all those doe eyes and God knows what. Yes. Yeah. 
was to go over the top. In fact, more then than we do now. Yes. But right. what is your beauty regimen? Your own? Well, I always take my makeup off at night. Mm -hmm. um, and I always, um, you know, clean it. Um, and I always put something on at night, a sort of night cream of some sort. Good old Nivea, if nothing else, you know. I'm, I'm quite old-fashioned, really. Do you um, wash your face or do you use cleanser? I debate sometimes one or sometimes the other, yes. But mostly I just wash it these days. You wash it, okay. Now, at the moment, we're not wearing any makeup, hardly. No, no, no. Is it true that you use, you use Nivea? Yes, good old Nivea. Yes. Really? Good old, Nivea, good old boots. boots. At night? <laughs> yeah. I mean, people give me fancy makeup occasionally. Yeah. But of course, it's very expensive. Yeah. And it's, it's gone. <laughs> okay. I'm not likely to buy it again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and do you still do your... what you What you eat and what you do with your life is more important. Yeah, tell me, tell me about that. Good sleep, good exercise, eat the right things, lots of veggies, you know, all that. Mm. And what, is, what sort of exercise do you do? Well, I, because I did a ballet training, I do a sort, of, a sort of combination of ballet and exercises most mornings. Okay. And uh, I walk when I can. Mm -hmm. um, I was used to bicycling, but I can't do that now. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, I used to ride, but uh, my regiment is not quite the same as it was. <laughs> mm -hmm. But do you still have things to do with the horses? Do yeah. you still? No, no. I've got friends with horses, but even she hasn't been riding much recently. <laughs> No, we're all getting older. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm 63 yeah. and I was never a good rider. And, uh, but I still like, to, you know, to, to meet horses. Yes. Yeah. When oh, I'm... yes, I love horses. Yes, yeah. I, I watch horses. I watch the racing and I watch the, um, anything to do with horses on the television now. Yeah. But uh, haven't got much opportunity really now for actual one to one. <laughs> one to one, yeah. But I went to uh, Dartmoor some time ago, and there's lots of wild horses there. Oh yes, oh yeah. yes, they're lovely. Yeah, yeah, I love just watching. They're very wild. Yes, <laughs> you okay. can't go near them. Mm. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. you, you still cook for yourself? Oh, yes. Yeah. And do you think you might be doing that for some time? You don't put things in, you don't put ready-made stuff in the microwave? Well, I've looked at a various, a lot of these meals they deliver. Mm -hmm. And what's in them doesn't please me. No. And there doesn't seem to be any vegetables. No. It's all what I call takeaway food, and I don't want that. Right. No. And you've got nutri 
bullet and you make your own green smoothie every morning? Yes, I do make various things, yes. And what, what goes into your green smoothie? Oh, um, avocado, yeah. spinach, egg, yes. banana, yeah. lemon juice, yes. nuts. Hmm. Do you say do you say egg? I do sometimes put an egg in it. Yeah. <gasps> Interesting. Keeps me going. <laughs> wow. If I'm going somewhere. But I, I make all that and it'll last three days. You know, I make it into three containers. Yeah. Mm. Can you lastly quick tell me about the book that you wrote six years ago? called it's, The Way so, We War. Hmm? You, you published a book. You, you wrote a book. Oh, yes, yes. Six well, years. It's called The Way We War. Yeah. You, you, you'll have to give me your address and I'll send you one. Oh, thank you. Hmm. And I looked at Amazon and uh, it has five, five star reviews. Oh. <laughs> I, I think that there's none left now. I've got a few copies, but um, they wanted, somebody wanted so much mm. to reprint that I didn't bother. Why not? Well, it was a lot of money. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. And I thought, well, I'll manage with what I've got. <laughs> but it's now available in Kindle. Is it? Yes. For four pounds, yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't had a chance. I mean, I saw some sample pages, but it doesn't need to be printed anymore. You, you know, they just sell it as Kindle version. Yeah, I've never had a Kindle. No. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I can't see very well now either. I ought to get one. I ought to get a talking book. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to do that. You might want to record an audio. Yeah, yes. that's the yes. thing to do. Yeah. Yes. And you have Instagram and you've got 60,000 followers. I can't, I can't. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I've got to go. My All right. Okay. 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 Can I just... Sure. Um, Thank you very much, Daphne. Okay. Um, I'll no. say goodbye to you now. Hi. I'm, I'm just going to the front door. Okay. Hello to Thomas at my New York thing. Oh, 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 She's on. Okay. I should let you go, shouldn't I, Daphne? <laughs> Yeah. I've kept you too long. What do you like? Sorry. Thank you, Daphne. I should let you go. And it was a really real pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Okay. For your time. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Goodbye. Okay. okay.